Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Report This Post. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. Fingui milguanafa kuthulu rilie waganagal fatagan. And we are your hosts with the post. Every week, Christian and I select a different topic and then find horrible posts for your listening pleasure. And this week's topic is H.P. Lovecraft. That's right. Author. Uh, <laughs> Open-minded guy. From, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, real, real open-minded. <laughs> as we're going to find out in this <laughs> in this episode. Uh, so, uh, tell me a little bit about H.P. Lovecraft. Sure, uh, Christian. Howard mind. Howard Phillips Lovecraft was an American writer of weird fiction and horror <clears throat> fiction who is known for his creation of what became known as the Cthulhu Mythos. Born in Providence, Rhode Island, Lovecraft spent most of his life in New England. Uh, he was born into affluence, which ended with the death of his grandfather. And uh, his death was caused because he uh, only ate ice cream and canned meat and uh, got stomach cancer. And, well, that's uh, bad. <laughs> died, oh, died at age 47. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. Boy. That's had, a, had two cans of sardines today, by the way. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, H.P. Lovecraft, you know, obviously most known for Cthulhu and all sure. that stuff. I mean, really, that's he wrote a lot. He wrote a shitload of stuff, both uh, printed and not printed, which we'll get to. Uh, obviously most known for his, uh, was it weird, weird horror, weird fiction? Weird fiction, yeah. So uh, the precursor which, to science fiction, yeah. And uh, a lot of his stuff is, uh, I actually just got into him like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what what's what spurred that because you know I've always heard of Cthulhu and uh, seen the cool pictures and I, it was one of those things where I was like well that, that sounds cool I love the idea of that giant monsters but I hate the idea of uh, reading so I didn't really <laughs> especially like any author before like uh, I don't know, 1975 like their their writing all just sounds r- absurd to me sure so, but I I was reading his stuff and it was actually like pretty damn easy and. Uh, it was a nice, uh, good, good read, and he's he's very good with describing the undescribable, which yes. I find to be fascinating. Yes, and, and uh, uh, also also good with a lot of uh, <laughs> descriptions of certain types of folks and <laughs> things that he would call creatures and monsters and all that. Yeah, uh, which we will of course get to. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, what's interesting about his stuff is that it's all in the public domain now. So you can right. anyone out there can make their own Cthulhu thing, which a lot of people and have done. Everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Most of it, complete, complete dog shit. But uh, <laughs> we we might talk about some good stuff. Uh, but Christian, why don't you go ahead and start us off with a post? Absolutely. So uh, here's something a post from somebody who created some uh, fan art of cool. Cthulhu and posted it to our Lovecraft, the uh, Lovecraft subreddit. Makes so, sense. Casual Dad did this nice pen and ink drawing of Cthulhu, uh, complete with a large circumcised penis. Mm. And uh, No Belindy commented, his dick is the most disturbing part of this, and it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. To which Casual Dad for Life replied, yeah, here was my thinking. I like the traditional chastity pose from Madonna paintings and whatnot. Using religious iconography to communicate godhood is pretty straightforward. So it's going to be full frontal. Now, I need to think about clothes, but I think we all know that Cthulhu would be naked. Great. What kind of dick does a psychic monster from beyond the darkest spheres of cosmic history have? And as soon as the choice was drawn, was made between drawing a human dick on Cthulhu or designing a wholly new kind of eldritch sex organ, I knew what to do. All that said, I'm thinking a vagina might have been a master stroke of both design and mythology. Oh, well. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure why. Exactly, but might have been a master stroke for him uh, when he went back later and looked at it and uh, Mm. beat off to his drawing. Uh, Is he saying like uh, because vaginas have some sort of like fishy sort of (laughs) thing? Maybe that's what he said. No, (laughs) that's what he said. That's not me. I'm not saying that. Great. Uh, It's interesting that like a beyond comprehension omnipotent <laughs> god being would would be circumcised right? like <laughs> <laughs> who's who's doing that <laughs> who's that what kind of what kind of omnipotent moil do they have up in uh uh really uh <laughs> yeah, the furthest the furthest reaches in the, the sea. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Yeah, interesting traditions they have in their, <laughs> in their religion. Cthulhu. Uh, so I found a Tumblr called Kin Food. Okay. Kin Food, as in K-I-N Food. Now, what the hell is that? Uh, well, this is from their bio. This blog is open to kin of all dietary preferences and is run by a myth kin and a lion therian. Okay. All non-vegetarian posts will be tagged with meat recipe. <laughs> okay. We'll do our best to post regularly. We hope you enjoy. Bon appetit. <laughs> so it's recipes for people who identify as different things from animals to even fictional characters. Okay. So here's a question posed to the blog by an anonymous user. We are an amoeba kin and a Cthulhu kin. However, we both taste the food we eat, so we can't just have our own diets. Anything you can suggest to eat that we can both enjoy? Sure. <laughs> and the blog responded, well, amoeba would eat like bacteria and such, as far as I could tell. And Cthulhu eats people, I think? I haven't read any Lovecraft <laughs> since I was a wee cub. I'd say try the blood tag, maybe? Sorry, I genuinely wasn't helpful. You've got me stumped. Maybe a follower will have better ideas. Well, a follower, uh, user Snugglekin, offered some advice. <laughs> Try seafood. My Cthulhukin friend was quite enjoying some mm. fried squid legs yesterday at a sushi place we went to. <laughs> now, and for you and anyone else that uh, might be still listening at this point, uh, here is a Snugglekin's bio. Right. Here's a blog full of stuff for my kin types. Owlbear slash skunk slash unicorn slash kitsune slash cat slash kajit slash dog slash Pokemon slash mermaid slash dragon slash orc slash anthro. Great. Which okay. I, I think I think anthro covers just, a, just, just like about all of it. Yeah. yeah. That's just like, yeah. you know. Yeah, that is whatever for anthropomorphic. Got, I think you can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you th- uh, throw an animal at goofy, me. Goofy from <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Um <laughs> So in that bio I'm seeing, you got Dungeons and Dragons, you got Elder Scrolls, you got Pokemon, you got some yeah. other anime stuff in there. So basically this person just uh, becomes whatever piece of media they enjoy. Sure. Which is, it's, it it yeah, seems okay. a bit cheating just to say all Pokemon, by the way, because <laughs> that itself is a very large ecosystem of various creatures and uh, things that are shaped like, they just have things shaped like everyday objects and weird things. You could at least pick anyway. a type, right? You could pick a type of poke. At po- the yeah. very least. Water type. Come okay, on. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> Good uh, God. <laughs> Other kin <laughs> recipes. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Which is a, a very ambitious, very ambitious <laughs> yeah. blog, I gotta say. Uh, and uh, I assume that a lot of the answers are similar to that. Like, boy, I really don't know. So you were, you got me stumped. <laughs> yeah, when someone identifies as both Amoeba and Cthulhu... There's tons of ranch in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. This is a user interesting program asked the other cultist at uh, R. Lovecraft. If you could say anything to H.P. Lovecraft, what would you say? Hmm. And uh, user Jeb SJPK commented, I honestly don't know. I could tell him that his works would become a great part of the modern world and expanded upon by many. But he'd probably be just like, cool, I bet those new authors ruined the mythos. He said it himself that he doesn't care how many people recognize his work. He wrote them for himself. I could say something about his racism, but he mostly got over it in his later life. His extreme xenophobia and mental illness is to blame as well, so I don't think that'd go anywhere. I'd probably just Mm. end up begging for him to finish version of Athoth like a fucking stupid fanboy that I am. Mm -hmm. And Marky512 replied, My armchair explanation for his racism and xenophobia was that they were probably a manifestation of autism or something similar. To which the OP replied, mm, I don't know if that's valid. So. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> okay. okay. I, think, I think all autistic all autistic people are racist, right? Isn't that? <laughs> is that well, like Hitler was autistic, right? <laughs> was he? Is that- he? Well, he loved trains a lot. I know that. So <laughs> really like it okay. <laughs> now... Uh, speaking of racism, uh, you will find that there's quite a bit involved with uh, our fella, Mr. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone went to uh, R. Ask Historians to ask this question. I have heard that H.P. Lovecraft came to regret his racist views later in his life. Is this true? And a user named Ancient History, which is a great name if you're a historian <laughs> on Ask Historians. Lovecraft's views on race did not remain static throughout his life, but they changed very gradually and very little. 
He was never at the point, at any point, not racist by contemporary standards. But for example, early in his life, he was relatively biased against the Irish. And this is a oh. quote from Mr. Lovecraft. I regard this, the Celts as an, interior, as an inferior race, but little better than Mexicans, and but little <laughs> more capable of self-government. They could never maintain an orderly existence save under the domination of some branch of the Teutonic master race. If they could leave England, they would have to take Germany as a master. In fact, I am not sure, but they need a few Prussian methods to curb their ebullient and seditious emotions. <laughs> Beautiful prose, my God. But uh, so, but this view changed over time, perhaps because of greater exposure to people of Irish descent, like his correspondent, Robert E. Howard, mm-hmm. perhaps because Lovecraft discovered he himself had a few Celtic ancestors, and perhaps because of the pointed arguments with his friends. Towards the end of his life especially, Lovecraft became more focused on cultural unity and continuity than biological racialism. One of his more famous statements in that regard is this. With the high-grade alien races, we can adopt a policy of flexible common sense, discouraging mixture whenever we can, but not clamping down the bar so ruthlessly against every individual of slightly mixed ancestry. As a matter of fact, most of the psychological race differences which strike us so prominently are cultural rather than biological. Mm. If one could take a Japanese infant, alter his features to the Anglo-Saxon type through plastic surgery, and place him with an American family in Boston for rearing without stemming him that he is not an American, the chances are that in 20 years the result would be a typical American youth with very few instincts to distinguish him from his pure Nordic college mates. The same is true of the other (laughs) superior alien races, including the Jew. (laughs) Okay. So this is an example of him being more (laughs) open-minded. This is his most open-minded period of his life. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah. So Jews are the uh, superior alien race, huh? I thought we did Star Trek last week. Yeah, well... Yeah, he had, uh, had some, a lot of thoughts about the Jews. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of thoughts about everybody. Uh, That's very, outside very of himself. True. <laughs> um, mm, high grade alien races, huh? That's a. Mm, 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 mm. So that's a, that's his chain. Okay, great. <laughs> that okay. is him. Being open-minded and uh, woke. That's woke Lovecraft. <laughs> <That's> woke Lovecraft. <laughs> Let's perform a plastic. Let's do a little experiment on a kid. Oh, great. Let's um, steal a Japanese infant and make them look white. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. Let's move. Let's go. All right. This is a a tweet from Corby, Corey Bing on Twitter. Sure. Remember, if someone tries to tell you that Lovecraft wasn't racist as all shit and you don't want to get into the whole thing about why they're wrong, just ask if they know what his his cat's name was and walk away. Now, hmm. Geiger, let me ask you. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know Mr. Lovecraft's cat's name by chance? I don't. Can you <laughs> let me in the audience know exactly what it was? Sure, yeah. Uh, Mr. Lovecraft had a small black cat uh, who he named uh, N-Word Man, uh, hmm. but not So he the- censored it. not the censored version of it oh (laughs) okay so Hmm. uh that was his pet that he had for for many years Mm -hmm. uh user at digimal replied uh what seriously how can you say you are not fond of or love your cat when you give it a name that is directly pulled from your hatred of the so-called quote-unquote other dude what a massive dickwad right and a person otd Derriman responded I like to think that Lovecraft envisioned such great, corrupted, corrupting monsters because he was one. My favorite Whoa. of his stories is The Outsider for exactly that reason. That was his most autobiographical story he ever wrote. The storyteller is the monster. Wow. Um, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. Um, all about that, the uh, name of his cat, by the way. Yeah. So. Well, well, that's the story where... Uh, it's, it's, you know, a long thing about him going to this house or whatever to look upon this horror and it's a, it's a mirror. <laughs> like it's literally, it's like, it's, it's a condensed, it's, it's, well, it's a unabridged version of a, yeah, uh, that's a mirror. <laughs> turn turn your monitor on. on. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, you might as well just said that. Yeah. Uh, your selfie, your selfie camera is, is on buddy. You're the, you're the, mo- you're the monster. Yeah, so Lovecraft invented that. So we can have them to thank for that. I would say. Great. So I can't say that anymore. Otherwise, I'm going to get. And you kind of have to change racist. your cat's name because 
<laughs> I know you. It's were an homage. By it's it. an homage. <laughs> now, speaking of homages, uh, the World Fantasy Awards used to have Lovecraft's likeness on its uh, big trophy or whatever they had whenever they would uh, award the uh, fantasy book of the year or whatever. Okay. Uh, but they removed it because uh, they realized a century later that this guy was racist. So uh, <laughs> this article is posted on Facebook, and a gentleman on Facebook responded to that article with this. Because of ye excellence of Lovecraft's writing, he will survive as a classic of American literature, and editions of his superb weird fiction will continue to be published, duh, published with an apostrophe in place of the E. Oh, no. I've just started reading yet another fine examination of Lovecraft's text. Lovecraft, an American allegory selected essays on H.P. Lovecraft by Donald R. Burleson. And it is refreshing to read the study of one who has actually read Lovecraft carefully and investigated ye literary merit of the work. I am just now going over ye arc of ye forthcoming, the annotated fungi from Yugoth. And although Lovecraft's poetry cannot compare to his magnificent fiction, there is much within to admire. What a rich Lovecraftian era this is. <laughs> guy hit post on that and sat down his uh, pipe and adjusted oh his god. top hat and goggles and it's like <laughs> absolutely yeah that oh my god i hope that guy's dead now like, there's very few type of posters i really literally want to be killed and that's that type is one of them published with an apostrophe why what oh <laughs> What a rich Lovecraftian era this is. You know it's 2020, right? Like this, <laughs> you're you're aware, right? Okay, oh, just want to make God. sure. Ugh, awful dog shit. <laughs> and this is one of those guys. If you like pointed out that like Lovecraft is racist, he like wouldn't even. This guy he was, doesn't even he was a get product what of his time, is. sir. He just doesn't even understand what. Like he he doesn't yeah. comprehend the idea of. But what what do you mean you you dislike someone for their skin color, my friend? Like they're he's in this weird fantasy. Like he really wants to be in a an airship from Final <laughs> yeah, Fantasy exactly. VI or yeah. something, just flying around. He, he, yeah, he is in he's in nineteen twenties uh, the the Bioshock universe where he's mm-hmm. just like he's <laughs> yeah he's a proprietor of the the a local mercantile. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Great. Great. I hope he does. So uh. Someone asked our Lovecraft, has anybody really read Necronomicon? Uh, now, that? for those lis- listeners out there, Necronomicon is a plot device in a number of Lovecraft uh, me- stories that is uh, the Book of the Dead it contains a mm. lot of spells and incantations and whatnot. Gotcha, gotcha. I have heard tales of how this book is locked in libraries and not available for all to read. It makes me very curious as to the nature of this book. Has anyone read it? Is it really anything it's made out to be? And Sprocket169 commented, Some posit that the Necronomicon, though not a material tome of paper and leather that one can hold, smell, and see with the eyes, exists in another sense. The astral plane, a dimension outside of waking experience for most, may be said to contain countless artifacts, intelligences, and experiences that thousands of people have felt or seen in dreams, even if they have never touched them with their hands. There is more in heaven and earth, Horatio. To turn the pages of the Necronomicon may be easier and more difficult than unearthing some secret vault and crackling some eldritch spine. It may, be, may require closing one's eyes and staring into a void far deeper and blacker than the mad Arab could ever do justice to on paper. So, mm. to that uh, that wonderful piece of prose, uh, user Cthulhu Fatang replied, Stop! <laughs> Yeah. So this is somebody with a Cthulhu username telling somebody like, else. Shut the oh, fuck up. Please, please stop. Absolute <laughs> dog shit. So this guy and the other guy can really, really they, have oh, a great Oh, they could wax it. philosophical all night mm. over some brandy or something. What <laughs> some oh some God. mead. <laughs> yeah, these guys really do think they're in a study in uh, Victorian England or some shit. God damn that stinks. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, they're just in a room with floor-to-ceiling uh, Xbox 360 cases. Oh, uh. absolutely. And just stained uh, <laughs> wood paneling in their bedroom from the converted carport they've been living in for, for nigh on 35 years. 
Oh boy, that sucks. Uh, yeah, if you begin a post unironically with some posit, then yeah, you're just an <laughs> asshole. You're just a complete asshole. That's good. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna still do that. Yeah, please do. Uh, so uh, some tabletop role-playing game producer, okay, called Evil Hat Productions, created a game called Fate of Cthulhu. Okay. Here's a brief description of that game. The stars are right for Great Cthulhu's return. It's up to you to make them wrong again. The Great Old Ones reach out from the future and into their past, our present, corrupting their timeline such that events and individuals turn towards the apocalyptic and lead to their inevitable rise. A small and battered resistance effort mounted by time travelers and present-day heroes stand in their way. Now, some interesting things about this game is that it was uh, clearly designed to uh, distance from itself from Lovecraft as much as possible. Sure. In fact, in the game's manual, they go on a pretty long creed about how racist Lovecraft was. This is in the game's manual. Great. Uh, <laughs> now, some people thought it was uh, pretty odd to make a game based off the guy's work if they don't like the guy. Yeah. So the creator of this game, a guy named Stephen Blackmore, made a Twitter thread. Let me get this straight. In Fate of Cthulhu, we specifically point out the racism of H.P. Lovecraft because, well, he was a racist motherfucker, and we couldn't in good conscience ignore that. I don't know about you, but if I'm tying my name to a racist motherfucker, I kind of want to make sure people understand why. Racist motherfucker or not, he sparked a world that has endured and grown a lot by a much better authors. One of the first things we agreed on was Lovecraft without racism, which I think is a pretty worthy goal. I give a flying fuck who plays this game, but I want to make sure it doesn't alienate anybody. Seems a lot of people, probably white people, have a problem with us having done this. If you have a problem with racism being called out in a game, you're probably the kind of person who really should have racism called out to you, period. Now, the funny thing to me are all the responses of, if you want people to buy your game, you shouldn't tell them to fuck off. Oh, Snowflake, if I want to tell you to fuck off, I will tell you to fuck off. In fact, (laughs) fuck off and continue to fuck off. Fuck off until there is no off to fuck. Exhaust your fucks with their offness. Fuck the hell off far and wide. Fuck off in a plane. Fuck off on a train. Fuck off on a wide Palomino racing across the American desert in search of fucks to off. So in case I'm not making myself clear, in case there's any doubt to my stance, fuck off. Cool. So what a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, really epic, cool guy that a lot of uh, awful nerds uh, with uh, cartoon avatars who are undoubtedly real giant fat people, they love that and they said, I'm buying your game now. Uh, you know, following now, you know, shit like that. Uh, another fun aspect of this game, yeah, and not just being anti-racist, is that uh, while the love Lovecraftian protagonists pretty much always go insane to due to abhorrent things that they see, this game says there are no sanity rules in Fate of Cthulhu. We don't require anyone to play or perform mental illness. If you choose to, we have guidance on how to do it respectfully. Okay. Instead, your P- your PC gains corruption, a potent, alluring slice of the Elder God's power. In Fate of Cthulhu, you don't play a hapless investigator spiraling inevitably toward doom. You're a kick-ass resistance fighter from the future. Sit back in time to stave off the Elder God's apocalypse. What will you sacrifice to save the planet? So, we have uh, people doing a Lovecraft game who do not like Lovecraft and clearly do not like any of the ideas with (laughs) him because they're anti the idea of uh, people going insane, which is one of the biggest features of Lovecraft's work, I would say. So that's my question is why even bother adding that stuff in? Like just make a different game. Like just make a different game. That's kind of the big big (laughs) thing that a lot of people are confused by. Like, so this isn't, it's, it's just a regular board game but you have what guys with squid face that's big like a big squid face guy and you want to call it Cthulhu because because you know if you didn't call it that you probably would sell a lot less copies I would say probably I, I and I think that's the it's a whole marketing thing right it's like well this is a well-known thing with a huge following so we'll just slap Lovecraft on it or Cthulhu and fuck it you know let's go yeah, uh, I love it. Like, you don't play a hapless investigator spiraling inevitably toward doom, but that's the entire fucking <laughs> Lovecraft oeuvre. That's what it all is. Like, that's what makes it fun is that there's no hope. There's no, <laughs> like, you're witnessing horrors that cannot be described, cannot be fought, cannot be stopped. You're just a pitiful, pathetic little human. You're not a... Uh, 
resistance fighter from the future. <laughs> Whatever a, that's the very fuck cool that too. Ugh. This definitely started as something else, shit. and somebody was like, "Hey, you know what we could put in here?" Um, yeah, and plus, not to mention, there's like four thousand Lovecraft yeah. board games already. Sure. So, yeah, this not is someone sure. they wanted uh, it, it because it's uh, open source at this point, like. You can just use all that stuff that you want. Sure. And you're like, wow, we don't even have to write a whole lot. We can just... <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is it so just, easy. The story's already here. Great. We'll just we'll change the name of the cat. Then we'll be... <laughs> that's the only real work we have to do. <laughs> uh. Very good. Okay. So here's an interesting idea posted to our Lovecraft by uh, Jug Band James. Raising a child to believe these things are real. Has anyone considered Mm. raising a child to believe in Lovecraftian visions of the world? I mean, Beck was a Scientologist, and he turned out reasonably okay. What's the worst Hmm. that could happen? I was raised as a Christian, and for a significant amount of my life, I thought I was immortal. Pretty much from when I heard about (laughs) death until I was in college. College isn't a good time to find out you aren't immortal. (laughs) But anyways, having a child who thinks that Azoth will swallow the world doesn't seem like a bad thing. But I see how Nira Lahotep could fuck him or her up. Thoughts? Uh, Mauser underscore X replied, I don't see how this would be anything less than traumatizing for a child. Please don't actually do this. And the OP responded, well, Beck turned out all right. So Mm, Beck. (laughs) Beck, Beck, who was raised in Scientology and eventually left. Mm. He turned out okay. Yeah. So. In fact, we, uh, I believe we, uh, if you want to hear more about Scientology, we did a whole episode about it. Episode 74. Wow. Uh, not one mention of Nyarlathotep, though, <laughs> uh, which Christian had some trouble with, despite actually, yeah, it looks like you, you actually <laughs> added the, uh, <laughs> the phonetic spelling. You did okay. add the phonetic spelling right after it. And still, <laughs> mm, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Okay. Well, that's a fun post in general overall. Uh, so this person thought they were immortal because they were a Christian, huh? Uh, that's a new one to me. Is that what they that's, teach you? <laughs> I yeah. I, not, I don't remember that from Bible study, but yeah. uh, that's pretty good. I don't know if he's talking about like the uh, the salvation thing, like when you die, you go to heaven. Is that considered immorta- uh, immortality? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I do like the idea, though, of raising a child. <laughs> <laughs> like tucking your kid in and be like, okay, now if you get oh, out of bed, <laughs> yeah, if you get out of bed again, Cthulhu is going to come out from your closet and just completely decimate you. So I really yeah, need you to uh, stay in bed there. Y- Yognagarth will uh, <laughs> uh, crush you without caring about you and destroy everything you've ever loved and won't even know it's doing it. Yeah. Uh, good night, sweetie. Good night. Love you. Bye. So a guy posted this on Facebook. <clears throat> experimenting with writing in the vein of Edgar Allan Poe and H.P. Lovecraft. I'd like to do more, but I'm not sure if I can keep this up for my English work. It's getting kind of creepy and a bit depressing. Here are some examples. The ravings of madmen are entombed in which, which the eye does not perceive, or perhaps does not want to. Mm. So, the darkness beckons, its cold and weary mass inspiring emptiness, frigidity in my heart. It calls, its broken arms taking me in a limp embrace. I wander in with no trepidation, meandering into darkness alone and irrevocably, increasingly, unequivocally numb. My calfskin-clad feet crush the gravel (laughs) underneath as giants topple mountains. The creatures in the dark scatter, their cold, clammy bodies rushing from the fleshy glow emanating from the depths of nothingness. See what I mean? Creepy. The scariest bit is that it took me very little time to think these up. What does that say about me, I wonder? Mysteries for psychologists to unravel, I guess. Mm. So as we're Very seeing, uh, Lovecraft inspires uh, dorks to to think they're interesting, interesting yeah. with their writing. I they think probably, it uh, helps for this guy too that uh, what he's writing there makes no sense. It's just helps. complete world word salad that he's yeah. just yeah. Uh, limp embrace. What is what does that mean? <laughs> That sucks. That's not good at all. You got to come up with something better than that. My calf skin clad feet. Ugh, fuck off. What does that even mean, you dipshit? You don't even know what that means, asshole. That's cool. 
Well, good for him. I'm glad. I'm sure everyone was very positive of mm. his. Uh, I think I got one like. Yeah, I was going to say no responses on that. Yeah. Sure. Great. So, uh, Reanimator is a 1985 horror film based on the H.P. Lovecraft serialized novella Herbert West Reanimator. And it stars Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West and Barbara Crampton in the role of West's sure. colleague's girlfriend. You've Great. probably seen it. Great film. I'd like to now read the review of Reanimator from MrSkin.com. Mm. Prior to appearing in Reanimator, Barbara Crampton made her new debut in Body Double. But this scream queen can hardly needs a body double, though mm. she did use a naked stand-in for her sex scenes in Poison. If Barbara gives you Cramptons in your crotch, then yeah. this is the movie to release that pent-up desire. She's never been more naked, and the flesh comes with <laughs> enough gore and guffaws to keep everyone happy. Reanimators, the first of the series of campy horror classics about a mad scientist who develops a serum that, well, reanimates the dead. It does wonders for your dead wood, too. It's got mm. four out of five stars and is considered Hall of Fame nudity on MrSkin.com. Wow. Hall of Fame. Four out of five stars and gets the Hall of Fame. I feel like that should be reserved for five. <laughs> five and up. But. You know, Mr. Skin. She's got some nice cans, cans on her, so you think good so? for her. Sure. I've never seen the movie myself. No, you should nah. see it's it's a good it's a good one. Add it to the list for our thing we're doing. Okay, which we may never do. But anyway, uh, Mr. Skin, uh, I, I don't know. You, I'm sure you're you're obviously very familiar with him as you've. Oh yeah, I have a went sub- to, I have a subscription. Yeah, <laughs> like he was absolutely essential for my early jerking off days in the, in the '90s, <laughs> right? Just any any movie that you saw. Like Euro Trip, like I gotta see that scene from Euro Trip again. Absolutely, he used to actually call into Bubba the Love Sponge, <laughs> and I remember the first okay. time hearing it. Like he was like, uh, "Coming out for the break, we got uh, Mr. Skin coming up." And then uh, <laughs> I listened, and he had this like extremely wimpy, nerdy voice. Sure, and he's I was a computer like, guy. I was like, "Yeah, you'd expect a, a guy who catalogs movie nudity to be like <laughs> super alpha, like super badass, tough guy." But no, he's <laughs> Just some nerd pussy who's online all the time, which is really fucking pathetic. Now, uh, here's a thread titled, Females Wreck Lovecraft from MGTOW.com. MGTOW. 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 User Jan Sobieski links to an article about a woman trying to rewrite Lovecraft with a quote-unquote strong feminist female lead... And this guy is not a fan of that idea. I don't mind they write stories with an independent female lead. Heck, I enjoy that it is a female that goes insane for a change. (laughs) But as we all know, making it feminist means something completely different. The female will probably end up using her gender studies degree to kill Dagon. Another thing that pisses me off is that 35 years ago, only weirdo autistic nerds like me liked Lovecraft. Okay. Okay. Now Lovecraft is cool. (laughs) Girls like Lovecraft. Some 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 gatekeeping going on absolutely, <laughs> and the user, you went to Therium responded, feminists are just like Lovecraftian horrors. They're so ugly that they cannot be described, and their shrieking drives men insane. And then user Bohr added, feminists. Oh, I thought you were describing the modern wife. Nice, nice. Well, got him. Drop on MGTOW.com. <laughs> Uh, I noticed that you also d- uh, found found I this did. thread. It's I did, and I'd, I'd like to add my my personal favorite comment Absolutely. from this from this thread. This is from uh, Silverstone the Second. With something as vast and rich as H.P. Lovecraft's universe, if the only thing you can add is vagina, then that's pretty fucking pathetic. <laughs> if you want to be applauded by swapping the gender of a character, what is that supposed to be? Genius? Is that supposed to be brilliant? It's mm. not. How about something that adds to the mythos in an interesting way? That's like if something I wrote, if I wrote something for his mythos, except my feature, sto- my story featured a character with a hat. Brilliant. No, <laughs> they wrote a bland story and expected to stand up because vagina. Typical. Women, yeah. always feminists, always writing about their vaginas. It would Sick be funny it. if that was the only difference between men and women was women wore a hat. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That classic. <laughs> really, easy, really, easy to, really easy to go trans then if you want. You just wait till a hat blows by you at the bus stop. You pick it up. Like, oh, I guess I'm. Well, I think I'm trans now. You know how that works? Yep, that's exactly how it works. You're right. Hey, yep. speaking of that, head over to patreon.com slash report this post. 
We have bonus Worse. episodes every week. Worse. We have <laughs> we have great content over there for you. We we just last week we did a live Zoom call for our patrons. We had a bunch of you guys hop on and join us, and uh, you got to watch us uh, do the thing that you normally. <laughs> listen to us do flounder for almost an hour <laughs> yeah just shy of an hour of us mostly not talking uh but it was a lot of fun and we're gonna do it again here probably in the next couple weeks right we'll do another live uh zoom yeah. call but again yep. only at patreon.com slash report this post will you be able to join in on that fun and you had Excellent. more to add, to add nope great nope bye um oh, read a post then. <laughs> okay so this is a thread from Twitter posted by Cassandra Kaw, K-H-A-W. Kaha. Kaha? Is that Kaha. it? Kaha! Okay. Groggy awake thought. It's kind of exciting that Tor.com has four Lovecraft's novelists coming out from four very diverse authors. Queer people, people of color, women, dear lord, the disenfranchised, the ones he hated in his books, mm. all writing in his world. Keck. I hope you're wriggling uncomfortably in your grave, Mr. Lovecraft. Mm. I genuinely love that we're just not fleeing his legacy, but taking it, reshaping it, addressing it, subverting it in a weird way. It feels like we're colonizing his work, odd choice of words, and that resonates with me. This was never ours, his world or his fears, but we're making it so. And we're doing it now, and we're doing it not by creating another legacy of fear, so much Lovecraft work by the diverse crowd is about love, finding yourself, hope. Ugh. One day, Lovecraft's going to be just that guy who started an idea. Important? Sure. Irreplaceable? Yes. But the history books? Ours, damn it. They'll remember mm. us, damn it, better than they remember him. And then this is in uh, Asterix, Bobbles Off Soapbox. And now, coffee. Ugh. Terrible. Dog shit. Just awful. <laughs> Pure dog shit. The uh, uh, yes, the, the the history books will belong to the uh, the authors who write uh, Lovecraft novels on Tor dot com. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the people who definitely make shitty versions of the original idea that will be remembered, not the guy who actually came up with it in the first place. It's yeah, the the people who uh, made a like a you know s- steampunk versions of frankenstein that's remembered not mary shelley <laughs> like that's how that works right like yeah <laughs> just absolute why the fuck are you making a lovecraft story if you want to turn it into about love finding and yourself hope. and hope <laughs> why are you even you're in the wrong fucking part of the library friend that is so bizarre to me yeah that <laughs> doesn't make any sense at all <sighs> Uh, that's we all know that Lovecraft's about uh, hope. Right? No, I think it's the exact opposite. I think it's dread. Actually, it's literally, what it's about. nothing resembling hope is what makes it. like that's why the stories are cool. That's because there's. <laughs> it's weird to see stories where the protagonists are completely fucked at all points, no matter what. So, uh, but they can use it to uh, sell stuff. So, at least there's that. Yeah, good for them. Now, uh, Oric, the Great White Elf, created a thread titled H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft's Fears and Horrors Realized on the website stormfront.org. Okay, the username makes some sense now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Howard Philip Lovecraft was a horror writer of the early 20th century. He had a healthy fear of foreigners and used this in his work. It is completely normal to be afraid of strangers, outsiders, immigrants, <laughs> oh, foreigners, anyone who is different from us and does not belong here. It is perfectly natural and is a self-defense mode. Lovecraft knew this. He used his fears to touch upon the most basic human instinctive fears and to warn us all of the un- the oncoming nightmare which is now our reality. He was warning of the hideous monstrosities that miscegenation would bring. Monstrosities of miscegenation are vile creatures that are not humans. The offspring of a human and something between human and ape is something less than human. The purity of the race and family is forever tainted by this subhuman admixture. There is the real horror and an unforgivable sin. The creation of the thing that should not be and cannot be undone. I hope you like your apish son. I, for one, will always see them as an ape and human mixture, but neither one or the other and less than both. Not a hybrid, but a freak of nature. A monstrosity. Great. Good God. Uh, Okay. User Aryan Mercenary added this. (laughs) 
so our OP can keep some perspective. He did marry a Jewess, though. Keep that in mind. And the OP responded, Yeah, too bad for him, and she was sickly and never gave him children. Well, and so, thank God for that, because that's according true. to these guys, he would have been some sort of apish monstrosity <laughs> had that happened. So, <laughs> good. Yeah. God. Yeah, that rocks. I, there seems to be a current, a common thread here of uh, Lovecraft <laughs> enthusiasts who think they can write. <laughs> right. Think they need to yeah. use every word. <laughs> Well, like, as I was reading it, I was like, this actually sounds like, you know, this sounds like Lovecraft describing, you know. Sure. Yeah, so uh, they, they they do think they can do it just because they read the guy, which is an interesting interesting way to, to be. <laughs> Apish monstrosity. I like that, though. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's cool. what I would describe you as to, to people that ask. Wow. First thing they say. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I actually Max just million- saw that you posted a nude online last month. It wasn't a nude. It was just my nude ass. It was was what I would definitely describe as an apish monstrosity. You're doing the Bigfoot walk while nude. Uh, That's a mirror. Does that work? Maximilian Foster asked the Facebook group HP Lovecraft, one of the 600 of them, Mm -hmm. is this a page where members are overly concerned with HPL's personal views and periodic rants about him being a racist breakout? And a guy named Mike Hunter commented, It seems most every Lovecraft-related page has some members who very loudly feel that way, unfortunately often leading to predictable turmoil, with no minds ever changed. We, when even people who agree with that racism is bad can't even get along, with some demonized and nuanced arguments and historical realities rejected out of hand, well, that's further proof of the sorry fate awaiting human civilization. It's no wonder right-wing rule is surging throughout the world when liberaldom, liberaldom is busily tearing itself apart. I once heard a young woman sneerily dismiss Abraham Lincoln as a racist, which no doubt in her mind made her superior to Lincoln because she is not a racist. Mm. Okay. So, Interesting. Mike, he, <laughs> I think Mike here is a, he's a barking a little loud for Absolutely. <laughs> what his belief system actually is. Usually how it goes. Uh, but I will say, like, this this girl, uh, this woman that he supposedly ran into that dismissed Lincoln as a racist, uh, like, the whole, I think, like, freeing the slaves, uh, <laughs> like, let's say he was a racist, I feel like that kind of makes up for it, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, yeah, that seems like a big, yeah, that's like, a, like a big, yeah, turning point there, like, sure. Like, yeah. ca- like karma-wise, like, let's say he did, like, murder a, a dozen black toddlers, it's still, okay. it's offset by the whole slavery freeing thing, you know, right? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Like, if like if we discovered that, like, Hitler loved Jews, they'd be like, well, <laughs> all right. I'm doing it for their own good, like guys. Maybe he well, did, you know, but he, did, you know. he, he didn't, he, he showed it in a weird way, you know? Like, we can't really forgive oh. him just because he was a... <laughs> I don't a like where this is going. <laughs> So this was a this is a post from Reddit. Warning: incoming rant. Uh huh. I'm sorry. I am fucking sick to death of this bullshit already. Every fucking quote unquote wokester critic. Every time Lovecraft or Lovecrafting things are brought up, it's Lovecraft was a massive racist and anti-Semite. Did you know mm-hmm. he was such a huge racist? Even people in his own time thought he was a big racist. He's a huge racist who was scared of his cis white male privilege going away. I'm sick of it. We get it. Even if there's not much supporting evidence as such for his views and also claims that he tried to change and get rid of such views by the time he was really getting into his writing, we all get you feel the need to make sure to tell people, but most people now know this and it's getting old. It's stupid virtue signaling bullshit at this stage. Hmm. And for GameSpot to now be going after Borderlands 3 for not virtue signaling and yelling about how Lovecraft is a bad man is taking this stupidity to new heights. Are we going to require disclaimers from all future coverage of older Weinstein Company films with a disclaimer added that these films were funded by the convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein? We do not support his actions. Are all critics going to have to bring this up just to be sure that they don't get slammed by the woke crowd from now on? End rant. <laughs> okay. Um, it does actually... Okay. It, it, I, I, it's... It probably wouldn't be a bad idea to do that with wine to do the thing. Yeah, so you put you put on you put on uh, Pulp Fiction. It's like, hey, just a second here. <laughs> like, yeah, 
but it also well, Nina. I get well. It depends on when we say uh, who, who we do. We do not support. Who is we in this case? You know, like who who is uh, when you're adding that to the disclaimer because uh, there's aren't they Weinstein films? Like who now owns Pulp Fiction or whatever? How does that work? I believe it's I believe Disney owns all that now. Actually, oh, so. D- Disney's. We're going to see the Disney logo, and then it's going to go right into Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I don't think I'll do that, but I believe they bought up Miramax and oh, uh, the funny. Weinstein Company. So, okay, uh, yeah, pretty cool. So they probably, yeah, knowing Disney's history, they probably do support it. So it's, it's probably not. <laughs> well, the, probably the thing the that stood example. out to me was that that line about uh, Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, so. It turns out that one of the DLCs for Borderlands 3 is called Guns, Loves, and Tentacles, and mm. it's all based on the Lovecraftian mythos. Bad. And I found a review of it, and I'd like to read uh, a part of that. Can't wait. So, the story of the DLC is that a woman who is essentially an otherworldly witch robs a gay couple of their happy day, questions their relationship, and then tries to fix the flaw of their love by transforming one of the men into her own husband, so as to create a supposedly more pure love. That's already a little strange and more than a bit homophobic, but when you also consider that this DLC is Lovecraft-inspired, it becomes even more problematic. The two black men are too worthless to help themselves and have a love that's constantly scrutinized and questioned throughout a majority of the DLC, while the antagonist is purifying their love by transforming one of them into her white, heterosexual husband. So this was uh, an argument of uh, this. Yeah. uh, Yeah. By... Not good. Not good. Yeah. And this is a one twentieth of the uh, writing on that uh, <laughs> video game downloadable content. So, yeah. yeah, you should you shouldn't have opinions about that stuff. <laughs> let alone record them for others to read. Like, like it should be impossible for for someone to know that you have an opinion about that. Like, by law, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that stinks. Uh, what was the name of that thing again? The DLC? Love, Guns, and Tentacles. God damn it, that stinks. It's good. That's, <coughs> that is some good writing there. Thanks, Gearbox. But Yeah. Ugh. Here's a fun thread from our fan theories, which we've touched on before. Occam's Razor. The simplest explanation tends to be the correct one. The simple explanation for the peculiarities of Kermit, in this case, is this. Kermit the Frog is a hybrid deep one from Lovecraft's Cthulhu mythos. Quite simply, Kermit is not a frog, but rather an amphibious hybrid of Lovecraft's deep ones as depicted in The Shadow Over Innsmouth. 1. Kermit is not a frog. If you've ever noticed, Kermit's pupils are different from those of any other Muppets. A herpetologically naive viewer might reasonably assume that his pupils are different because he's a frog. Mm-hmm. Now, while frogs have a variety of people shapes, including horizontal, vertical, oblong, diamond-shaped oval, and in some cases even heart-shaped, I can find no reference to frogs with the bizarre Saturn-shaped peoples that Kermit displays. Kermit, okay. therefore, is not a frog. Two, Kermit mates exclusively with mammals. To attract a mate, he does not croak. He seduces with dance. Three, Kermit has the quote-unquote Innsmouth look. The narrator of The Shadow Ever Innsmouth describes the denizens of Innsmouth as having a characteristic Innsmouth look. The look is characterized by the following features. Thin and stoop-shouldered, strange creases uh-huh. of fringe or neck, narrow head, bulging unwinking eyes, receding forehead and chin, singularly undeveloped ears, short fingers tending to curl toward the palm. All of these descriptors apply perfectly to Kermit. Four, <laughs> Kermit hears the call of the deep, in The Shadow Over Innsmouth, the narrator describes a series of dreams that uh, presages realization that he himself is a descendant of the Deep Ones. He okay. describes dreams in which the voices <laughs> of the dead call him into the black and endless depths of the sea. There's a quote, I hear and do strange things in sleep, he tells us before realizing the stupendous and unheard of splendors of what he is becoming. Consider, therefore, the final verse of Kermit's eternal song, The Thinly Veiled Pie unto Father Dagon, The Rainbow Connection. Oh, my God. Have you been fast asleep, and have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name. Is this the sweet sound that calls to young sailors? The voice might be one and the same. I've heard it too many times to ignore it. It's something that I'm supposed to be. As you can see, the evidence is more or less irrefutable. Soon, 
Kermit will give himself to the black vastness of the abyss and join the deep ones in the splendor of many-columned Yahinathi, where he will await the day and the Shoggoth consume all of us to the glory of Cthulhu. Cool. I gotta, I gotta admit that that actually sounds pretty cool <laughs> to me. <laughs> Kermit it being... would be awesome if Jim Henson actually like said, you know what I'm gonna do with this this frog? I'm gonna make him a a, one deep, of, a deep old one. Yeah, yeah sure. one of the old ones. Uh, yeah. The fact that he fucked pigs, though, I don't know if that's really... I don't think that's great evidence, <laughs> I gotta say. Well, all mammals, it sounds like. Not just not just a pig. According to this post, it's all mammals. Sure. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, something great. to consider, folks. <laughs> uh, someone went to Cora to ask, could Batman beat Cthulhu? And mm. a guy named Stephen Carter replied with this. Good heavens, no. Batman has absolutely no chance of surviving the coming of an old one, yet alone the actual and glorious presence of an old one. Cthulhu is frighteningly powerful, and there's not really a real way to fully understand what his powers are truly capable of, as he can alter reality at will, thereby making his, its powers whatever he, it wants or needs them to be. But even still, his most dominant power is the madness. Cthulhu's presence alone is enough to kill a large number of creatures that have any form of intelligence. Anything strong enough to survive that would have to deal with their own mind collapsing under its own imagination and fear. As your mind collapses, you get madder and madder, eventually falling into total madness and a complete loss of sanity and logic. One of Batman's biggest fears is losing control. And even though he does well against various villains, he does feel fear. He just keeps it in check. This would be nearly impossible to do against something that is constantly assaulting the minds and psyche of the masses on a global or universal scale. Besides all this, you have seen, have you seen how massive Cthulhu is? He'd just squish Batman or flood the entire city or make Batman into an actual bat. When Cthulhu rises, all else fails. So conversely, a guy named Camden Weck posted this response to the question. Sure. That's it. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I think they both make pretty good points. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is so, like, uh, as we've talked about, the idea of, like, even asking if Batman could beat Cthulhu is fucking stupid as hell. You just, you don't know the whole point of the thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> how how do I kill this uh, ageless, timeless... <laughs> thing that cannot I just want to kill it killed. I just want to kill it yeah. yeah what's dead cannot die yeah can I just kill this thing can that I just thing that can't die is explicitly made to be impossible to kill or even they it's not even it doesn't even know you're there like it, if you tried to kill it it wouldn't even notice you so that's pretty funny and uh but I do like Camden <laughs> like yeah why yeah why not which is also sure. correct because <laughs> <laughs> uh, both are fake, so yeah, of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, that's that's also perfectly like you can easily make a comic book where Batman kills Cthulhu. He's like, oh yeah, I guess he can. <laughs> like, and, you know, and there probably there probably is at this point. So, I I am actually stunned. That is, is there any big uh, Marvel Cthulhu crossover that we need to know about? Uh, I think he's. I think he exists within it. I think the mythos is part of it, but it's not drawn upon heavily. So Okay. Well, there's still plenty of time. There's still... Uh, <laughs> they're going to run out of ideas as, as time goes on, and we're going to have to dip in more into the public domain. Yeah, hey, there hasn't been a bad Lovecraft movie made in, what, six months probably? Yeah. So Got to get on that. Uh, but I believe that will that's exhausting all of our topics. Uh, uh, not topics, but uh, posts for this week's... Uh, main episode of Report This Post. We have even more fantastic HP Lovecraft posts over at patreon.com slash report this post. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, sir. You go over there, you, you pay five bucks a month, and you get uh, all those bonus episodes. You get other fun stuff. Just go over there, patreon.com slash report this post. Check it out. Uh, feel free to uh, join and uh, and then keep uh, stay stay joined for a while, please. We like when <laughs> yeah, people do please, that. Please do that. Yeah, that's one that's of our nice. favorite things to do. Uh, <laughs> we prefer that over the leaving after less than twenty four hours, which sometimes is <laughs> <just> costs. <laughs> and not that I notice or anything. 
Uh, but Christian, let's move on to our next segment. It's called Twitter Twitten. Twitter Twitten is a game dedicated to the funniest lady on Twitter at Oh No She Twit. Her comedically brilliant mm-hmm. tweets cover politics, pop culture, and more. And Christian, I am going to read three of those tweets to you right now. Okay. But here's the catch. One of these tweets was actually written by me, and you have to guess which one. Are you ready? Great. Yes, sir. All three of these are on the topic of COVID-19, social distancing, coronavirus, all that stuff. Uh, She's never really tweeted about Lovecraft, sad to say. Uh, uh, It's not a thing that women enjoy, I would say, in general. (laughs) No. (laughs) Lovecraft. It's for the fellas only, generally speaking. (laughs) But all right, let's get to the the good tweets here, all right? Yeah. All right. Men are getting COVID-19 at a way higher rate than women, so we should probably call the virus an orgasm. Social distancing also extends to social media, so men need to stay at least six feet away from my mentions. I don't make the rules. Okay. Maybe if we start calling COVID-19 health care, the GOP will actually try to prevent us from getting it. Good. All right. You have an idea? I can repeat it for you. Please repeat. <laughs> Men are getting COVID-19 at a way higher rate than women, so we should probably call the virus an orgasm. God. <laughs> social distancing also extends to social media, so men need to stay at least six feet away from my mentions. I don't make the rules. Maybe if we start calling COVID-19 health care, the GOP will actually try to prevent us from getting it. Christian, twit or twittent? Yeah. All right, I'm going to say the six feet from my mentions thing was the one that you crafted. Social distancing extends to social media, so many to stay at least six feet away from my mentions. I don't make the rules. Christian, you got it. You got the twit. (laughs) You got it right. You got it perfect. The other ones are awesome, of course. Yeah, uh, they're so good. I do appreciate you knowing that I am capable of writing it at least half as brilliantly as, as she does. <laughs> and again, if you want if you want more great tweets, uh, head over to twitter.com slash oh no, she twittin'. Uh, do not tell her that you heard about it from this show because you will be blocked. <laughs> you will undoubtedly be blocked as we are all blocked as well as any guests of the show. <laughs> They're blocked as well. Yep. Not sure why. Probably a coincidence. She's a fan. She's a fan. She just, but she just, you know, she wants to keep all the good stuff to herself. That's that's the true. Yeah, she wants to. Well, she wants to guess the game herself when she's when she's listening <laughs> along. So <laughs> it probably would be pretty easy to trick her into in this game because yeah, she tweets four thousand times a day. <laughs> I mean, how do you remember all? that? Oftentimes, she will do the same joke several times a week. I've noticed, <laughs> like literally word for word, which I find to be fascinating. All right. She just opens up that Google Doc and rolls through and like, oh, boy. Oh, well, this, <laughs> this one's good. Brutal. Uh, now, Christian, were there any tweets or posts or articles or anything this week that made you say? This ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. If this shit sucks, why'd you post this great message? This ain't it. Yourself. Yes, sir. So our pal and constant source of posts for this uh, particular segment, at MRAS on Twitter, put this up the other day. Simp, noun, mm. derogatory, insinuates right. a person is only being kind, usually to a woman, to get something, sometimes an acronym. I'll see also, hope she sees this, mm-hmm. used in a sentence. I have little success with women. Calling this guy a simp helps me cope with failures the same way my racism does. Right. Mm. Sure. Pretty bad. Pretty bad post. But somehow this response from a blue checkmark dunderhead at the Sixler is even worse. 
The modern usage of simp is an acronym for suckas idolizing mediocre, mediocre pussy, mm. which is incredibly misogynistic. Sure. Unrelated to older usages of the word, which were likely abbreviations of simpering. Mm-hmm. Great. Suckas idolizing mediocre, mediocre, mediocre pussy right. is uh, terrific. So I want to thank listener Mario for sending that in. And when he sent it to me and I opened it up, I said, this ain't it. Yeah, thanks, Mario. He's, he's, he's been a good contributor lately. Absolutely. Uh, the Sixler is uh, Spencer Crittenden. You know that guy is? He's the uh, lead producer or whatever title he has of Harmontown. Mm, which terrific. We, the guy, Dan Harmon, the creator of Rick and Morty. So Jeez. this guy is a <laughs> Rick and Morty adjacent a uh, simp i would say he's also a simp yeah i was gonna say he is a big time simp so and also here's a fun fact if you go to the subreddit r simps do you know what you'll find there <laughs> what's that uh it's it's very different it's uh, dedicated to pictures of women's vaginas that look like homer simpson's mouth <laughs> go check it out folks it's a lot of fun <laughs> So uh, some actress called uh, Jemima Jo Kirk posted a picture of her son with uh, the nanny together on Mother's Day and included this caption. Happy Mother's Day to Stacy. I can't stand playing with children, so you've literally saved them and me a whole lot of boredom. Thank you for making me a better mother and for being nothing short of another mom to my children. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. Uh, she got canceled for that by a lot of people who yep, think sure. it's uh, uh, stupid to say something like that online. But thankfully, a lady named Kelly Maria Korducki responded to all this outrage. You know what? Good for her, honestly. Playing with kids is exhausting, and there's a lot of women's labor being exploited <laughs> right this second because people don't admit it. I love this. Uh. So women's labor is being exploited by... Toddlers, I'm guessing, is what this lady's trying to say here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, that some um, s- women's uh, effort these uh, these little these little babies with their crying and shitting their pants. They're exploiting women <laughs> by doing that. <laughs> you're you're taking advantage of my mo- emotional uh, my emotions uh, after I birthed you and supposedly made a, a lifetime bond yeah. with you. Um, and the kid says, yeah. I want my Baba. And you, the woman says, that is not my job. <laughs> Honey. You got you to gotta learn how to yeah. work for what you want. Um, the other thing this is, reminds me of is uh, so many people online posting about how they hate being around their children for extended periods of time, which seems uh, not good. To do that, yeah. Not yeah. good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. God damn. Uh, <laughs> so I saw that and I said, this ain't it, Chief. Great. Christian, I believe you had something else that you wanted to uh, to play for our, our great our great yeah. listeners. Yeah, so the last couple of episodes we've been playing a, a listener, this ain't it, Chief, if you guys have noticed. Um, so what we want you, we, we ask for you to do is to call in to 904-468-POST and leave our voicemail. Uh, if you have a This Ain't It Chief that you want played or just a, a, another type of message. Um, this is one of the latter. This is another kind of message that somebody called and left for us that I'd like to play to close out the show. Okay. Uh, now, again, this is somebody didn't leave their name. No idea who they are. I okay. have their phone number, so I could just read that off, see if anybody knows them. <laughs> um, but let's see what they had to say when they called in to 904-468-POST. Okay, I, I get it now. I'm supposed to have a post ready to share on the voicemail, so instead of like emailing it. But I didn't really have anything prepared. I I just wanted to tell you guys, really, really like the show. It's uh, one of the best. Uh, I like to drink like eight or nine beers and then sort of just like shake my head <laughs> along with the podcast as you guys read the post. Okay, keep up the great work. Bye. Mm. So, anonymous listener, thanks so much for drinking uh, more than half of a 12-pack of beer and enjoying this wonderful podcast that we put together for you all. And with that, Geiger. Ringing endorsement of the podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely. Like like eight or nine beers in, does it need to be this podcast? You're listening. It could be anything you're listening to, really. But, uh, the podcast ended a long time ago. Yeah. The guy, <laughs> he's hearing something else. Like, going. You, yeah, if you're drinking just, eight or nine beers in an hour, uh, good lord, that's uh, that's that's Christian level one. Uh, something awful episode for Christ's sake. Unbelievable. But anyway, yeah, 904-468-POST. Call that up, folks. Leave us uh, your shittiest post of the week that you read or maybe one that you, you made that you regretted or maybe uh, or maybe just call and forget why you called. Go ahead and do that. We get a lot of those, you could, actually. We get you could hang-ups. Call. We get uh, people just being, oh, oops, and then they hang up. Not sure how that uh, happens, but it we does We got happen. somebody uh, taking a very long piss and then flushing the toilet and said nothing, just just the sound of them pissing and flushing the toilet. You can so. do that, folks. Appreciate that a lot. Cannot tell you how much we appreciate that. I like that. that a lot. Yeah. I like that. But in the meantime, you can also go to patreon.com slash report this post. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at report this post. Report this post at gmail.com. If you just want to send us a post via text form, then we can we might read it on this or the bonus or somewhere else. We might just read it to ourselves and then uh, forget that you sent it in, as has <laughs> happened many times. Customary, customary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.